welcome to Get Outside With Kids. Today, Jen and I have both had a big, long weekend, big, tiring days. And I think we're both feeling a little slow tonight. We're feeling a little tired. And it really made us think when you're feeling tired and you're feeling overwhelmed, sometimes getting outside is really overwhelming. It's really like it feels like too much. Taking your kids outside feels like I just can't do that. So we wanted to share some of the tips and the tricks that we have used and are learning to continue to use to get outside every single day with our kids. I think I've, when I look at Instagram for too long and I look at all these adventure mums and they're up hiking these massive mountains, some of them, Jen, they carry two kids. Oh my God. I, I saw that post this week and I was like that woman. I mean, kudos to her. You must be so strong to be carrying both a toddler and a baby at the same time. They're amazing. And they're like, oh, we just hiked 17 miles or something. I'm like, aren't miles more than, like they're longer than kilometers. We're what like, what the hell? Is that a hundred kilometers? How long is that? <laughs> If you see these kind of photos while you're looking on Instagram, you get these kind of warped perceptions about what it should look like to get outside with kids. And for us, it's so much smaller. It's so much simpler. It's so much more ordinary. And we we have found ways to incorporate getting outside into tons of things that we do. Yeah. So as Kate said, it's been a long, tiring week. There's a reason we record only audio. I know some podcasters now do video, and and me, me and Kate, as we're sitting here in like our basically our pajamas, we are we are not video ready when we record these podcasts uh, because we record them at night after our children have gone to bed. Um, and if you're a parent listening in, you know that time when you're just trying to literally. Kate just got off the couch so we could record this together. And sometimes it's really hard, like some weeks, the stars align and things are great. And you do go for that big family hike and it's amazing. And other weeks, all you can do to literally get your kids shoes on. uh, Sometimes you can barely get those on to get out the door. So we want to talk a little bit about like, what do you do when you're, you're depleted emotionally, physically, mentally, you're feeling, you know, not your best, but you still want to live the values of getting outside and not just for your kids, but for yourself, because you know, you kind of got to shake things up uh, and do something different. Otherwise the day, bedtime is just not coming fast enough on those days. Yeah. So one of the things that I found really helpful when my second kid was not sleeping. Hilarious, actually, that I say that because last night she was up for I don't know how long and she's two and a half. So, I don't know that we'd call that sleeping right now, but (laughs) when I was in like around when she was around 11 or 12 months, I was pretty desperate. I was pretty sleep deprived. I was struggling a lot. She was waking up five or six times a night. Um, And one of the best things that I could do for myself and for her and for my older kid as well was to meet a friend outside. That friend was often Jen. It was (laughs) often, you know, a phone call or a it was never a phone call. It was often a message saying, I'm going crazy are you going outside? Can we go together? And that little message was the thing that like, okay, now I have a plan. Even if all we're doing is walking around the block together or we're meeting at a park and we're just standing still in one spot together outside, I now have accountability. So I think meeting a friend, texting a friend to say, can we meet at some point today? It just gives you that little impetus to be like, all right, I can peel myself off the floor. I can get the kids out of their pajamas. I can get outside. And every single time you try to get outside, I I find that you normally spend longer outside than you had even intended at the beginning and you normally feel better. 
There's not many times I regret going outside and I think I wish I hadn't. And yes, like Kate said, phone calls. I think so even though me and Kate literally talk every day, (laughs) I can probably count the number of times you've actually called me on the phone. Like I'm usually like, it's literally an emergency. Something. It was an emergency. It was like, I got a report that our house was flooding and there was water coming out our front door from our third floor. I called you. I called you. Yeah, so when I'm calling, story. it's like, Jen, you need to get around to my house with a spare key to let the firefighters in to turn off the water main. So yeah, hundred percent. I'm not, I never phone you. Yes. But we do get those text <laughs> messages. Um, so yeah, so to that point, accountability is so huge. And not only does it keep me accountable, but mostly for the kids, if I can try and get my kids psyched up that they're going to see a friend outside or that we have like a planned activity outside, often that helps to get them the motivation to go outside and perhaps get their shoes or boots on just a little bit faster to get out the door when they need that motivation too. Um, The second thing for me too, is just make the bar so low that it's impossible not to do it. So if you're like us, if you live in a place where your mailbox is not physically attached to your house, which is many of us this day and our mailbox is, you know, a two minute walk down the street. Sometimes that's what we do to get outside. We tell the kids we're going to go and check the mailbox. And something so small like that, like if all we do is make it to the mailbox and back, we literally got outside of the house. And to Kate's point, often when we say, we're going to go check the mailbox, we got to go, there's something coming in, there's a package, or you just pretend and hope that there's something in there. Maybe there's a coupon flyer, but often you get outside the door and you go, okay, now that we're at the mailbox, maybe we could walk around the whole block. Maybe we could make it one block farther. And so instead of spending just five minutes outside, maybe you get to 10 or 15 minutes and that might even be enough and that's okay. But typically once you just get the ball rolling and you kind of just have a very, very close destination in mind, something as simple as the mailbox is enough to just be like, yes, if I can just make it to the mailbox and back, that's enough for this afternoon and that might be okay. We do set the bar very low, very low. Sometimes we don't even leave the house. We just open up our garage It might be pouring with rain like it was today. It was absolutely pissing with rain outside. And we open the garage and we sit there. And if the kids want to run outside, great. If not, we feel the fresh air in our faces and we call it a win. So, yeah, I don't know that the bar gets any lower than that. But the thing is, it sometimes encourages you to go a little further and If you treat that as a win in your head, you don't have to beat yourself up about like, I didn't take my kids out anywhere today. I didn't do something amazing today. I didn't climb a mountain and hike 17 miles with a toddler and a baby being carried only by me all by myself. You don't have to feel bad about it. You got outside, you got that fresh air, the fresh oxygen was coming in. One of the other things that really, really helps is when you can incorporate a coffee stop or a hot tea or a snack into like purchasing a snack into your outing. So we're very lucky to live about three minutes walk from a cafe. So on the worst of days when the weather is very, very bleak, and honestly in Vancouver it happens a lot that the weather is very, very bleak. (laughs) Okay, not a lot, just like spring and fall and winter, Kate. Okay. Just three of the four seasons and sometimes (laughs) summer too. So when it's very, very bleak, you know, the way that we get outside is we put on our gear and we walk the three minutes to the coffee shop where we eat a cookie and we sit inside and then we walk home again. That might be that might be all you need. If it's not raining, maybe you think, you know what, we'll do a little explore. We'll walk over the bridge next to the coffee shop or we'll continue on a little further to the park or we'll play around in that in that courtyard that's near there. So sometimes these little adventures turn into something bigger and by getting that caffeine hit in, then you're looking after mama as well and you're making sure that you can stay just a little bit sane. There's something for you 
you to look forward to in going outside as well, not just raincoats and muddy buddies and boots everywhere and screaming tantrums on the floor. You're going to get something delicious out of it too. That really helps me to get outside every day. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. You know what, on that note too, like, I mean, no matter, well, not maybe not no matter how your old, oldest kid is. My, my oldest son is five. Um, and there was a, a day this winter when it was quite cold. And I actually did want to get outside a little bit, but he really didn't. And I was like, we really need to get outside. And so I said, would you go for a stroller walk with me? Like he's five, probably hasn't been in a stroller walk in quite some time. And I said, what if mommy puts you in the stroller? I'll bundle you up and we go for a little walk. Would you come outside with me then? And he did. And it was just a good reminder to be like, I, we're all getting outside. This is still a success. He's outside. I, you know, I he's not maybe playing in the snow the way I want him to, but we're out of the house. We have exited the building. I'm getting outside for me. He's getting a bit of fresh air. In the end, he ended up walking for a little bit. But again, when you set that bar so low, like what if my five-year-old did? It was kind of a novelty for him to have this like stroller walk. Um, and he loved it. And we got outside. We went for a few, you know, wash very short walk around the block in the snow, but it was just enough to again just to change up the bit of the scenery, get that oxygen on our face, you know, feel a little bit of the sun coming in before we went back inside again. Yeah. I've done that with my two kids and they're the same age as your kids. And then like our oldest kids are big. They're both quite tall kids. And we have one of those chariots like that you can tow behind a bike, but you can also make it into a stroller. And so I've done that on the most desperate of days, just like, okay, you're both going to sit in here and we're just going for a walk. And the beauty about doing that, even though you've got a four-year-old in there who can, she's very capable of walking by herself or riding a bike. Actually, like five-year-old now, Kate, actually, officially. Five. She is now five. True. I have to update my thinking on this. Um, She's highly capable of transporting herself, but by putting them into something you can push or if you're on the bike and you can pull it, you actually get a little bit of exercise, which even if it's only 10 minutes, it makes you feel better. It gets your heart rate up, heart rate up just a tiny bit, <laughs> just a tiny bit. And also, when you're doing that, you're you have a little bit more distance from your kids. You know, like I actually love the bike trailer for that. When I'm sitting on the bike and the kids are in the back, I can't actually hear them. So I know that they're happy. I know they've got fresh air rushing past their face. I know they're safe. I can see them. If they were really yelling, I could hear them. But I don't have to talk to them, which sometimes when you're having a hard day, that kind of back and forth banter with a toddler can get exhausting. So the same thing happens when they're in a stroller. Sometimes you can put them in and you don't have to talk to them because they're kind of looking around. And you can think some like really deep thoughts like, did I put that laundry in the washing machine? Or have I had a second coffee today? I don't know. Very, very deep <laughs> thoughts too. I know. Those are the important questions. Do I have a pair of rain boots in the next size up for my kid or do I have to still get those? I can't remember. These are the thoughts that go through my head. It's deep. Yeah. And actually, I mean, on that note though, if if you do have a pair of um, AirPods, there's times I've gone for a stroller walk with the kids and then I put my AirPods on and listen to my own music. This has been life-changing. It doesn't often work out for the whole time, but even if I get 10 minutes in of just a song for me or some meditation to just be like, mommy is just taking a minute here to just chill out. I had to do that in the car today, just literally escape and put on some meditation quietly somewhere for 10 minutes. Was all <laughs> it's I been could such do. a good day, hey? <laughs> it's been such a day. Um, but I have done that a few times on a walk when I was doing the stroller walk where, again, put a kid in the stroller, locked them in. They're saving it at having a snack. I've got my AirPods in. I'm listening to something again just to kind of, you know, bring bring my center back to myself, get some deep breathing in. And even if it is just 10 or 15 minutes, can really kind of shift the mood and perspective for both of us so that by the time you get home, you're feeling 
a little bit more renewed, a little bit more refreshed and, you know, able to make it to bedtime or that next nap time or whatever's coming up next in your day. The other thing I find useful to getting outside every day with kids is incorporating your errands and not everybody can walk to everywhere that they need to go. But if you can, it's such a nice way to get something done, you know, like rather than thinking I need to wait until my kids are at daycare or until my partner's able to watch my kids, being able to say, we can walk to the store or we can walk to the pharmacy and get that errand done. And maybe the kids can ride their scooters on the way there. And that's the outing. Like it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be at the top of a mountain. You don't have to haul overnight camping gear. I saw somebody do this. Amazing. Hauling a sled full of all her camping gear for her kids so they could go winter camping in the snow with a baby. It sounds horrific. That you are terrible. hardcore. That is not the kind of outdoor adventures that we, we are actually no. able to do. No. <laughs> I don't. I do not like, want to do that. Though. I went to I the pharmacy to. and my kids rode their scooters and I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I'm so proud of what I've achieved. <laughs> So yeah, you can tick that errand off the list and you know, you can actually say my kids got more fresh air than if we hadn't done that. That's something to celebrate. Yeah. And I think too, the more you do this, the easier it gets. Like I think there's very rarely a day where my kids don't get outside. And as a result, they also just learn to expect it. They know that we will go outside at some point in the day. So that also like the, when you get the ball rolling with them, they just know it's outside time. And my kids know we go outside every day, which just makes it a little bit easier in their mind to know every day, regardless of the weather, even when it's pouring with rain, we're going to find an opportunity to get outside. It's not negotiable. So I think when your kids come to learn that every day we get outside, doesn't matter what the weather is, it might only be 10 minutes to the mailbox, but we are literally going to go outside and get a bit of fresh air and ride our bikes for five minutes. That helps as well. Um, As a result, like my kids come on lots of errands where we walk or bike to the grocery store or the pharmacy or things like that. And so again, that becomes a normal part of their routine because I normalize it for them. This is expected. You know, it's kind of part of our our family. We have errands to run and we have things to do. So while lots of the time we do go to the park outside for them, sometimes like Kate said, going outside might mean, well, it's actually, we have to go to the pharmacy today. And that's the only errand I have the energy to do. And so that's our outside time today. Our outside time is biking to the pharmacy, getting, you know, what we need to pick up there, biking home again, and that's it. So the more you can kind of just normalize going outside in general. And and again, I think it's almost normalizing that it's not a big deal to go to a park every day. It's just normal to go outside around your block. It might be normal to go outside to the mailbox or outside to say hi to a neighbor. And that's it. You know, again, setting that bar so low that it always feels like a success. If you're listening and you can probably tell me and Jenna really tired today. I think we're both (laughs) a little bit over the whole parenting thing tonight, but this is exactly the kind of place, the, the kind of mindset that we can find ourselves in when we're parents of little kids and everything feels overwhelming. But Got to tell you, it's going to feel overwhelming whether you stay sitting on the couch or not. If you get up and you go outside, you're going to feel better. You're going to move your body even for 10 minutes. So put those AirPods in. Put your kid into something where you can lock them in if you can. Lock them, clip them in so that even if they're not moving, you're moving and you can have just a tiny bit of distance from them. Maybe get yourself a coffee or a nice snack on the way. Incorporate an errand. And I think the best one is to text a friend. Don't call. We're over phone calls. Text a friend, ask if you can meet them at the park, hold yourself accountable. And if you're having a hard day, being able to actually talk to somebody else and have some social interaction is going to do everybody a world of good. Yeah. And if all you do is kill 15 or 30 minutes or an hour until bedtime, 
that is a huge win in the day. Like sometimes you are just killing time until your spouse comes home, until it is a reasonable hour to put your kids to bed. And so Sundays are like that. And that's fine too. I often use getting outside to be like, well, the time I pack a snack and we get our shoes on and we get outside, that could be 30 minutes right there. And then if we go outside for 30 minutes and get back inside, like that could be a whole afternoon activity. So if you're using your get outside time just to pace yourself closer to dinner or bedtime, great. That's exactly what that kind of time is for. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you've been having some rough patches as well, join us over on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. We share some of our messy, muddy adventures, some tips from our podcast, and of course, we'll be dropping the latest episodes each week. And if you're a mom or a parent who's listening in who has other friends who might enjoy our episode, be sure to share the latest with them and ask them to subscribe. Subscribe.